It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Lots of reasons for optimism in Jacksonville. Who's more responsible? Is it Doug or Trevor? I'll tell you on this episode of Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what up, good people? Welcome to another edition of Locked On Jaguars. I am the host of said podcast, Tony Wiggins, and I'm here every day because it's your team every day, and we thank you for making us your first listen. A quick reminder that we are free to subscribe to on our YouTube page, so make sure you check in on the YouTube page, hit the bell, hit that like button, and subscribe. And then wherever you get your audio podcast, guess what? Make sure you check in every single day to make sure you don't miss an episode. That's wherever you get your podcast. Uh, shout out on this rainy day here in North Florida to the everydayers. What's going on? If you're on the road, make sure you travel safely while listening to this. The roads are pretty nasty here today. And to all of the new listeners, well, you know what? You can be an everyday. All you got to do is just come back two or three times and we won't call you new anymore. But thanks to you also, for bringing this podcast um so so many more new listeners we really really appreciate it all right so we're gonna get to the optimism the optimism that is the fans now that the otas and mini camp is gone the next time these guys muster as they call it in the navy matter of fact somebody who served asked me we 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 call it uh the guy says, we, we call it something, army dude. He said, they call it muster in the Navy. I said, what do they call it in the Air Force? He said, I told him it was commander's call. That's when a whole bunch of people got together in one group. So I don't know. Are we going to call this the locked on Jaguars commander's call? I don't know. But that's who we are. But when the Jaguars get together, they're going to gather back up for training camp. Veterans are going to come in, I believe, a day later. But then, like that third week, beginning of that fourth week of July, you, the fan, for the first time in a long time, are going to be able to come out and see these Jaguars practice. Now, they had COVID one year, and then the next year it was very, very limited, but you were still allowed to come out. But that was oof, that was the year of the, of the urban, and I'll leave it at that. But you will have a chance to see them uh, when they get together. Uh, in the new Miller Electric uh, practice facility at Jacksonville. I heard it is something to behold. So with that being said, you have a lot of things to be optimistic about. I'll explain this. Fans are usually extremely optimistic anytime it's a new season because everybody's zero and zero. So what that means is, and I apologize for the noise, but I, I tried to get around it. If you hear a noise, if somebody doing something in the background, there's something always going on in this building. But fans are basically always optimistic 
uh, in the offseason. It's because everybody's zero and zero. And uh, even if you don't expect to win, and a lot of times around here, fans did not expect to win, they still left room to be surprised. They also left room to be um, to be not just surprised, but 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 to be pleasantly surprised and, and being happy about winning. So it, it just hasn't made itself be known here the last time i could really think the fans thought this team was going to win something and it didn't happen was 2018 in 2018 they had come off of a a run to the afc championship and it just seemed like they were primed to take over the world right it's a very similar time to right now here in 2023 they came off of a deep playoff run not quite to the championship game but a deep enough run, you know, in and of itself. And then the way they did it by winning so many games down the stretch, games where they had to come from behind and all of that, it was just really something to behold when they got off to a pretty good start and then all of a sudden the bottom fell out of it, right? And the bottom falls out of uh, stuff like that. And the reason why I fell off of this team, the bottom fell out of this team is because, well, they just didn't have the leadership and then they did not have the quarterback. Many times when I look in retrospect, I think back to the fact that the quarterback was Blake Bortles and eventually when things started to go wrong, he didn't have the talent to turn it around. Nor did head coach Doug Marone, who I personally didn't have a problem with while he was here, but the bottom line is he wasn't the guy to galvanize this team and get them back on track. Back then, it seems like everybody in leadership was fighting to save themselves as opposed to fighting for this team. And and that group, when things got off the rails, it was hard to get them back on because the players were, first of all, they had the wrong leadership, but then the players were just, they, they, they were the type of guys you want to go hunting with, but if things get wrong, they could start eating themselves up a little bit. So that isn't quite the case here in this situation, but um, as it turns out, the, the Jaguars have something special that they can do this year. And it's because of two people. But I'm going to tell you in segment number two, who I believe is the catalyst for this team. And it might surprise you a little bit. And then in segment three, I'll close it off by telling you how the person I mentioned in segment two, which is head coach Doug Peterson, affects the person in segment three. And what I believe, what, what I believe will eventually happen is one will sort of subside and overtake the other. So we'll discuss that here on Locked on Jaguars in just a second. But first, I have to let you know about today's sponsor of the show, and that is FanDuel. You need to make your way to FanDuel because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets. If your bet doesn't win, it's very important that you hear that. If your bet doesn't win. Now, Basketball may be over. The Nuggets won it all. But guess what? Baseball is in full effect. And I don't know who's up in the standards, but on FanDuel, you can definitely find out who's up in the standards and make sure you pay attention because they have great promotions every day, safe and secure app, and you can get paid instantly. There's no better bet, a place to bet all the playoff action and the baseball action other than America's number one sports. But visit FanDuel.com slash locked on 
for a no sweat first bet get up to two thousand five hundred dollars that's fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel the official sports betting partner of the nba if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We thank you for joining us here, making us your first listen on Locked On Jaguars. We are grateful that you join us every single day because it's your team every day. And we thank you for making your first listen. Did not leave a bunch to be desired about who I believe is the most important person uh, for, for, for a, a limited reason here with the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's Doug Marone. Uh, Doug Marone. What am I talking about? Doug Peterson. Head coach Doug Peterson, the Super Bowl winning coach, who if he can if he ever is able to catapult the Jaguars on that podium after the Super Bowl and they're hosting hosting the Lombardi Trophy, he will be the first coach in NFL history to lead two separate teams as a head coach to the championship. Be a nice little nugget and a nice little record for uh, us to be us here in Jacksonville to be attached to and Doug, Doug Peterson. So y'all are wondering why I said Doug Peterson is the most important and not Trevor. For this franchise at this point, I think he was. It doesn't mean that I'd rather have Doug Peterson than I have Trevor Lawrence. That's not what I said. It doesn't mean that um, there aren't other coaches that Trevor Lawrence could, couldn't win with. Didn't say that either. What I'm talking about is this. He was the perfect coach to come here for this particular team because he wasn't trevor lawrence's first coach in the nfl if i confused you i want you to listen something listen again he was not trevor lawrence's first coach that is why to me he is the most important person in all of this all of this another bad coach like urban meyer which was a disaster for trevor lawrence and everybody else involved with the organization another one and eventually folks start questioning whether or not it's Trevor, right? That one year in the urban was so bad, but then last year in the Doug Peterson was so good. Doug was the elixir or the antibiotic that this franchise, which had a disease at that time, he was the one that they needed more than anybody. He was also the perfect coach to come behind uh, Urban Meyer. If you want to consider Urban Meyer a coach, and I might have to hit my mute button because I want to laugh when i said that but yeah it's the truth that was such a disaster that you needed someone special and someone particular for this job right i don't know how many coaches would have been able to pull that off i know a lot of coaches that could have coached trevor from day one it's just that i don't know how many of them could have coached trevor from day two after urban meyer screwed up day one I think Doug Peterson was the right guy for this job. I think it was the right time. It was perfect. And it also allowed um, not just Trevor, but everyone else. And then the way he built his staff, the way that he went about his business by uh, 
pressing Trevor, putting stuff on him, just football stuff, and allowing Trevor Lawrence to focus just on football and to be able to play through his mistakes. That's he played the position, and I and I think I don't want to overplay that because there are a lot of great coaches that didn't play uh, NFL football, and there's a lot of coaches that didn't play the quarterback position. But we'd be foolish to not think that there is an extra line of communication between Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence because, well, Doug did play the game. It's almost like when I get another barber to cut my hair. I can just cut right across the field and speak barber language, and they know exactly what I'm talking about, and they can do. And that's vice versa. We can do that. You, But you don't really you, – you have to use more words, and you have to make sure someone understands what you're talking about when you're speaking with someone outside of a certain profession. I just think that with Doug Peterson, his communication skills are at an all-time high. One thing he does is he reads the room very, very well. He's not mean or he's not – he doesn't come off as uh, kind of overbearing and aggressive. But what he is is he is straightforward. He is straightforward. You still – just because he doesn't beat you up and down, you know, you, upside your head every day when you go watch practice about where you're standing or if you're doing something right or wrong, if you do something wrong at practice, even as a media member, he's going to say something. He's going to say something. So while we might think that he's a little nice or we might think that he's a little, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say soft, but he, he, he understands relationships. He's still firm and he's still tough enough to get his point across. The, the, the best thing about him is, and I was just telling somebody this today, a great communicator isn't someone who speaks well not just someone who speaks well. And sometimes it's not even the person that speaks the best. It's the person that's understood the best. If you want to get your point across, do you want somebody to hear it or do you want somebody to learn it? And I think the great communicators are able to speak to people in a certain way that gets that person or those group of people to really, really understand exactly what they want to do. And I've noticed he does a great job of explaining things to us. He does a great job of accepting accountability and responsibility for things that don't go the way that he wants them to go. He'll say, we have to do a better job. And that's why I think for us, for here in Jacksonville, regardless of who the players are, regardless of how important it is to have a great quarterback, having a coach like Doug Peterson at this point last year and even right now, in my opinion, is the most important thing. They need to string together two good seasons, not just a good season. And then they've never had a really good season. And then a season after that, where they were really good every year that they've made the playoffs the following year, they always didn't. We need to, we need to put two of them together. And the way that they're going to do it is with a calm, firm handed leader, with someone who knows his own plan, with someone who can articulate that plan. And then somebody that doesn't panic when things don't go the way that they want them to go. Like the first 10 games last year things just didn't go the way that they want to go and then they rip off a six out of seven down the stretch and they make the playoffs that is what makes him in my opinion the most important person for this franchise the best leader for this franchise at this particular point Doug Peterson he's the most important reason he's the main reason why I believe you all should be extremely optimistic what you were going to do anyway, but now you actually think that optimism 
has legs, right? It's not just something that you want to happen. You something you believe is going to happen. And I do believe the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to string together two consecutive playoff um, uh, seasons. And it's going to get rid of that, that thought that maybe we haven't arrived, that little bit of doubt that might be sitting in the back of your mind. It's got to still be there. So for all of those that say, man, you got to be kidding me. It's Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is the most important. I get where you're going. I, I do. I really, really understand it, and I really get where you're going. And it's hard for me to disagree with you. But remember, I'm talking about the context of this particular team and where they came from and why it was so important. And I'll tell you why I I feel the way that I feel. I'll do all of that in just, just a second here on Locked on Jaguar. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, third and final segment. Talking about optimism. The reasons you have to be optimistic. Why Doug Peterson is the catalyst for those dreams Uh, of that optimism to come true now we're going to talk about trevor lawrence and why he's perfect for the jaguars there are a number of reasons a plethora of reasons right but here's one trevor lawrence did not fold mentally or psychologically during that terrible season the reason why i say you you know i'm gonna give you a hint that you should know what it looks like to have trevor and a not so good coach we saw that in 2021 you saw what it was like to have incompetence on the sideline and a very very talented young man now even though he was a rookie we can't put all of it on well yeah we can we can put all i was gonna say we can't we got to blame him for some of it because no we're not gonna blame him. he had he had some rookie moments but for the most part it's still you still marvel at unless you're a person that doesn't cover the Jaguars every single day and you got these weird talking points out in the street and all out in the landscape that you want to, you know, continue to to make them uh, relevant narratives about Trevor Lawrence. You have to understand watching it and being around the team at that particular time. I absolutely. And all of us really, really did know that they got to get this guy away from urban. They got to get all of these players away from urban Meyer. So Doug Peterson not only is the right guy, but Doug Peterson is the right guy at the right time because we can talk about Urban F as as if he's yesterday's news. We can do that today, but last year we couldn't because those guys had a problem in their psyche, in their head. A lot of those dudes were young, and all they had ever seen was incompetent coaching. and They had to to have somebody to make them believe that they were going to win. So why is Trevor Lawrence perfect? Because he doesn't have an ego. If Trevor Lawrence heard what I said in segment two, that Doug Peterson was the most important person, even if he disagreed with it, he'll say, okay, I'll show you. And I doubt if he disagreed with it because he'll probably go, yeah, that's true, you know, to a certain degree, but we're going to work this thing hand in hand. And I'm not trying to speak for him. But but the fact is, is even when I'm acting like I am trying to speak for him, it's always something positive. It's always uh, about the next play. It's always about getting better. 
It's always about helping his teammates. His body, in my opinion, has transformed a little bit since he's been here. I noticed his lower body looks a little thicker this year than it than it uh, it was. I would bet any amount of money that he's at least 225 pounds right now, and that's as heavy as we've seen him. So, and that's only a guess. I have to look in the official program, or maybe I'll ask him when they go to training camp how much weight he put on. But he looks bigger. He looks stronger. He no longer looks like that that two year old yearling that that has never raced. He now looks like one of the top thoroughbreds in the world about to run the Kentucky Derby. This is like as a three-year-old. He's fully, he's ready now, Jack. And um, I, I do believe at some point, if they continue to win, he will become the most important player in, in on the franchise in terms of how they're going to be successful. Because I still think they need Doug Peterson. I think they need Doug Peterson. And I think at some point, you're going to not necessarily physically or literally see the baton get passed, but figuratively, this thing will probably get to the point where Brady and Belichick got to a certain point. And look, I know I said that and somebody's going to be like, he's comparing them to the GOAT coach and he's comparing them to the GOAT player, guys that have 13 titles between them. No, I'm, I'm comparing them to the idea that once you get to a certain point, I can use Peyton Manning and Tony Dungy. Once you get to a certain point, it's almost like you're not even coaching a dude every day. It's like you're just kind of reminding him of who he is and checking in with him and saying, you're good, we ready to go. There are these great quarterbacks. I don't think they have to be coached up every single day. I just think at some point, it's like when they're rookies, it's like driving a speedboat. And then when they get to where I'm talking about, it's like driving – a cruise ship. You just kind of turn it loose and take a peek every now and then. You don't have to sit there and drive it. You just navigate it. And and eventually it may happen this year. I think it's something that's happened to guys like Joe Burrow. I'm not so sure about Justin Herbert, but it's happened to Burrow. It's probably happened to a uh, kid up in Buffalo, Josh Allen. And I know it's happened with Mahomes. It doesn't mean they're not being coached. I want to make that perfectly clear. But what it means is they're being coached in a certain way. They're being coached with the expectation that they're ready to do all of the other stuff. Like you ain't got to remind them of what's going on. In basketball, they do it. LeBron, Kobe, the, the late great Kobe Bryant. All the real great players, the Greek freak. You actually think somebody has to tell him and motivate him and show him. No, eventually these leaders, they start getting players and they are the ones that's telling players everything. They're a mouthpiece for the organization. They're like a walking image and likeness of their head coach. And I think that's what will happen. And we've seen these great players move on or go play from some, for somewhere else or somebody else. Remember Peyton and remember Brady when they went somewhere. And guess what? Basically, and Aaron Rodgers, you're going to see it this year. They're going to trust him. They're going to treat him the same way as they treat everybody else. They're going to trust him. They're going to hey, what do you need? Eventually, you're going to hear them get asked, what do you need? What do you want? What do you want to run? And I think at some point, Doug, hopefully they're tied at the hip for the next 15 years, but I think at some point we will get to the point where that baton will be passed, that baton will be passed a little bit and you'll see Trevor Lawrence and he will be the catalyst and he will be almost a, a, a another version of a coach for this uh, team. And, and, and when you, I would wonder, I would ask Doug, and one day I'll probably ask him, but it'll, it'll be jumping the gun. If you get to that point, do you just automatically start paying attention to other stuff a little bit more because you know you don't have to worry about that guy? 
can this guy run run a meeting here or run a meeting there not actually have to physically do it but coaches always talk about guys that prepare themselves and get themselves ready and you don't have to do much right so i wonder at some point will they get there because i don't think they are there yet i think trevor's still learning they're still putting more on his plate he's learning more of the playbook they're building everything around him you did hear press taylor earlier this week say no we start catering things to him and his strengths and start uh kind of coming his way with a lot of the things that we like to do so that's why i say doug peterson is still he's sort of still in that in that nurturing mode with trevor lawrence we like to believe that he's already there but we all know for the future of this franchise qb1 is going to be the most important player just like they always are on any championship team but right now we have to still remember this is really in my opinion trevor lawrence's second year it's his third year of being able to deal with adversity but it's his second year of actually receiving really, really good coaching, really, really good game plans and getting his feet up underneath them while they still put weapons around him. So as a quick recap, your reasons for optimistic are real. They start and stop with Doug Peterson. Uh, secondarily, a lot of it depends on Trevor Lawrence continuing to develop and stay healthy. And eventually that baton will be passed. And what we'll do is we'll do this show again. And the next time I'll tell you that the most important person and the reasons for your optimism should be Trevor Lawrence. I want y'all to remember one thing. Trevor Lawrence had a horrible coach and the team was bad. Doug Peterson had a so-so quarterback and he won a Super Bowl. All right. But eventually, yeah, you'll be able to answer this question a different way. Make sure you tune in and tap into Locked On NFL and a lot of other uh, shows that we have across the Locked On Podcasting Network, Draft Dudes, uh, Locked On NFL Scouting, um, Locked On NFL Draft. Make sure you check them all out on what to watch next. You guys, make sure you take care of each other and hopefully get some better weather here in North Florida. Until then, I'll be back with another episode Tomorrow here on Locked on Jaguars. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.